Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 19 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is February 8th, 2021. Let's bring in my co-host, Say Hey Rob. Say Hey Rob, what's going on, brother? Doug, did OJ get the prediction right yesterday? Uh, You know, I haven't seen him tweet in a couple weeks, so you're going to have to let me know about that one. I'll let you know. I, I think I think he nailed it because he, he was wearing his Patrick Mahomes jersey yesterday, but he said he put a couple of... Uh, what he called shuckles on uh, Tom Brady. So it, he has a career in politics, I got to say. Um, did he take the over in the uh, national anthem time? I hope he did. <laughs> <laughs> because anyway. everybody else did. Everybody else won. <laughs> and I didn't hey, bet uh, it for once. We're excited tonight, man. This is episode 19 already. We're, we're just flying through the episodes, but we're bringing on a very special guest, a uh, long time, I would say Twitter friend of ours, because Absolutely. we've gotten to know this guy pretty well through the years. Uh, Brooks Newton, how's it going on today, man? Uh, we're glad to have you on board. Hey, my guys. Thanks for having me. This is, this is what gets us through the off season, you know, talking, talking giants and uh, nothing better than the Say Hey podcast, you know what I'm saying? Talking got, Cactus League. We got right, Doug man. Say Hayes, huh? Anybody? Huh? No? Well, that's uh, the wrap for episode 19. <laughs> no. Say hey, Willie Mays. Hey, hey. No, Willie this is awesome. Mays Hayes. No, hey, dude, we're, we're really happy to have you on. Um, before we kind of get into things with you, uh, it's funny because we were talking before we started this. Uh, we've been We've been like Giants friends on Twitter with Brooks for – pushing a decade now and this is the first time i've heard his voice so i mean because we we've been interacting for years on there and um he's kind of got you know become like one of my go-to guys regarding giants information so brooks this is it's quite an honor my friend it's quite an honor yeah. to have you on no definitely i'm more of a keyboard wizard over the the giants <laughs> years uh too, uh too few uh have actually uh had me on any podcasts and stuff i'd like to do more and this is uh definitely something you know uh that's going to be a better medium going forward. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, they read a lot of articles for the giant stuff. Um, you know, there's so many good beat writers, uh, and they added Susan this year too. She's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. but you know, there's, there's not enough, um, good giants podcast, you know, content, uh, I think going around and this is a step forward you know let's get this going uh let's get some more uh good giants points going forward and uh yeah once the games get rolling it's gonna get really fun the long long season yeah brooks man you're always the first person to like respond when i tweet about marvin bernard or calvin murray one of those guys <laughs> you know from the very beginning so i i i, I can appreciate that it's like hey robbie don't. let's let's go to the uh, red lobster after huh <laughs> my street yeah yeah oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. there's the first happy gilmore uh drop of the evening we may have two or three no i'm just talking hey, but brooks, die, clown. <laughs> brooks real quick bring us in tell us tell us a little bit about yourself your interest in the giants and you know and and all that about you basically yeah yeah definitely this is officially my 10th year covering the giants i started back uh in the 2012 season 
Definitely a memorable one. Uh, I was filling in for a friend, Steve Langsom, as the sports editor for the Martinez News Gazette. I uh, got to sit in the press box, get my feet wet in there, uh, awesome. you know, stand, uh, you know, feet away from Buster Posey and not ask him a question because I'm like, God, I can't ask something better than Hank and Bags and all these guys. I'm just going to stand here and just <laughs> get a quote for my article that 10 people might read. But, you know, I got my start doing that. And then uh, I, by way of a friend, Alan Weibel, who started the Giants uh, official Twitter account before the organization actually even thought about Twitter back in 2007. Um, he got me into pretty much a co-tweet from the at SF Giants fans Twitter account, which has somewhere over 300,000 followers. So um, I started that full time in the 2014 season. And let me tell you, that's always going to go down as the most fun year of Giants baseball in my life, going to every playoff game, um, Actually, I didn't go to every game. One game I missed because uh, I had to take my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, to Vegas for her birthday. There was a game, uh, some guy, Ishikawa, hit a homer or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but we watched oh, that Caesars <laughs> Palace, baby. No, oh, it was, it was yeah. that's, that's the game you missed? That was the game I missed. Uh, and they actually had the rest of the week off because they had to wait for the World Series. So we kept doing our Vegas thing, got back in time to go yeah. to game one, but or game three, I mean. Um, but yeah, no, anyway, so it was uh, just a, a dream come true covering the Giants during that time. Um, and not to get too far into this, but um, it's been a little different, you know, during the pandemic. I, you know, haven't actually been uh, to the field like a few of the um, people like our buddy Taylor Worth, who covers the Giants uh, really well for SF Bay. He's, um, he's always there, you know, getting quotes, uh, asking questions, doing all that stuff. I, you know, I got a family here. I can't be, uh, you know, being uh, in any of that stuff. So for the time being, I'm not doing any in-person giant stuff, but uh, hoping to eventually get back to it. So. Absolutely, man. It'll happen. I, 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 I if I could be at the field every day and, and, and just have that taken away, like you kind of have right now, that's got to hurt, man. Cause Oracle parks, like it's, it's your, you know, side sanctuary where you get to go. Yeah. And, and really just like missing out on, you know, the events too. just uh, media day, uh, the giants town hall, uh, which is always fun. Um, and uh, open house in which you like try all the fun ballpark food, which is like, ridiculous it's like yes it's like i have a stomach ache but it was worth it um <laughs> and all that stuff you know i miss that stuff a lot that and just you know just going in there and and uh, mingling with the other media people i've come to get to know over the years so so all that stuff looking forward to getting back to that uh, eventually but right now just uh just covering the team from afar and uh yeah like i said 10th season it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one i think Hope so. Hope so. Hey, just want to remind everyone, the Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca. Visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. All right, so we kind of want to get into... You know, and we've we've discussed already on here because, and we appreciate because we know you listen in, Brooks. Um, talking about off-season moves that uh, Zaidi and Harris have made, um, we really want to get your thoughts on, and and we can go in whatever order you want. If you want to start off with a certain player, go ahead. Uh, Rob, you got something to say, real quick? Can we please start with Jason Vossler? Because I really don't know a ton about him. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Let's do it. Um, go Talk about Jason Vossler. All right, here we go. Jason Vossler. By the way, he is signed to a major league deal, which is important to Correct. remember. Uh, I feel like if he was on a minor league deal, um, you know, you start getting into that. Can we pass him through waivers? We need a roster spot, all that stuff. You saw that a lot last offseason with Farhan. Everybody like Gerber and, you know, these guys that are, what, he designated him for assignment? Oh, look, he cleared waivers and he's headed to Sacramento. Okay, looks like they are just playing roster party. So <laughs> they, they, didn't, they didn't sign him 
off the El Paso Chihuahuas, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I saw I saw that was one of his most recent teams, and I I started to laugh. Well, number one, Chihuahuas is probably like the you know the least tenth funniest uh, minor league name. I think there's oh yeah yeah I mean that's not there's got to be some other. It's good no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, no, here's what I know about Vossler. Um, mostly i haven't watched a lot of tape um like a lot of the guys like uh at giants prospects good follow right there he is yes, your is. source for yeah. uh I, i'm just assuming it's a he sorry i don't want to yeah it's I, true. I, i'm pretty sure it's a he um and uh great uh content there for all your giants minor leaguers um who are really you know now going to be a part of this team in the next season and a half so definitely something for like even the casual fan needs to start really getting to know some of these guys um so back to Vossler he's a left-handed hitter and a right-handed thrower kind of like uh our boy Tommy Lastella right same kind of thing which opens up oh he can platoon at third base how about that you got those (laughs) left-handed throwers can't play third base but those right-handers can't and his minor league stats remind me a lot of Chris Shaw um, but unlike Shaw, he can play all over the infield, you know? So, so that right. definitely helped, uh, get him here and same age as Shaw too. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel like the Padres would have kept him around if their roster wasn't already so packed with talent, right? Like they had okay. to, yeah, they were hoping that, you know, maybe nobody would pick him up and the Giants said, no, we, we're going to get this guy. And, uh, one last thing is that he, I don't really see him in the mix for shortstop. Uh, he's actually a left-handed batter like Crawford, so he can't really platoon there. And he hasn't played there since A-ball in 2015. So that is Mr. Vossler. Well, and, and real quick to sum up, Vossler, it's it's intriguing, kind of like you touched on how how they are going to use him because they did bring in, like you said, a lefty infielder bat with, with La Stella. And it's really interesting because I believe Longoria is under control for, what, two more years? So what are they going to do at third base? Like, it, are they will are they willing to ride Vossler's left-handed bat and maybe have him split nights with Longoria against right-handed pitching? Yeah, I mean, my my guess is that you're not going to just see um, a platoon at third. It's just going to be a mixing and matching of sorts. You know, obviously Listella is going to start there, but you know, he's going to have a, his hands full at second base. I think I still am holding out some thought that we might be uh, shifting off uh, shipping off a uh, second baseman. Uh, there's just so many in the system right now, um, but more on that uh, on 11. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just think that, you know, you're going to see Vossler and, uh, and um, Longoria and uh, Mr. Listella in the third base mix, maybe some Solano if he's still around. So, well, yeah, so I think Solano is a kind of a clear candidate right now. To not, it's not being talked talked about openly, but at his age and after last year, I mean, he's a good candidate to get Prime sent candidate. away. So, well, think of this: he still haven't even signed him yet. I mean, he's uh, he's. I think he's playing winter ball right now, and uh, he is. They're talking about a difference of a few hundred thousand. I don't know what the deal is, but he's officially not signed yet. It's kind of weird. So. Keep uh, keep an eye on that one. Uh, but, yeah, Solano, that might be for a whole other episode. I could talk about Mr. Solano. But, uh, yeah, Vossler is going to be definitely in the mix. And, you know, they're going to be able to bounce him up and down too. So, mm-hmm. True, the options are there. Um, yeah. So, but you, we brought up Listella. So, let's. Th- this is kind of like, I, I guess you would say for us Giants fans, this is our big prize offseason uh, guy here. And Tommy Listella coming off a pretty solid season with the Angels and the A's. Um, you know, a, a lefty hitter who does not strike out a lot, puts the ball in play. Um, talk about Tommy Lastella on the three-year deal he just got brought in on. Um, yeah, Lastella. He, uh, I'll, I'll throw a couple thoughts. He, to me, if you look at his, uh, you know, career numbers to this point, um, he's Marco Scudero 2.0, and that's a compliment, really, because. Same uh, strikeout percentage, same walk percentage. I mean, give or take less than a percent there. It's right there. Um, he's got, you know, he's got a bit more power than Scudero, especially in the, the doubles side too. Um, and more d- defense, uh, you know, more talent there, more flexibility than Scudero. But every team in baseball could use a Listella type on their team. I mean, if, if, uh, if you see Listella 
on a team like the Rays or the Padres, all of a sudden it's just this like, oh, brilliant move, like so amazing. And then like the Giants do it. And it's like, you know, outside of the Bay Area. I don't know how many uh-huh. people are really talking about it. And it's like, come on, a Lestella type is part of the uh, philosophy for the Giants, which is don't overpay for power. Just get guys that are always on base, get base runners all the time. And then, you know, you'll get that timely homer whether it's Yaz or uh, Flores or somebody's going to pop one out. And instead of all the solo shots, like the 2018 Giants, that, you know, <laughs> I think they had a record. I think it was the 2018 Giants. They had uh, something like, you know, Gorkis and all those guys. It was just a solo homer oh, brigade. And then last year, I think they started off with like three to five, I don't know, three run homers in like the first few weeks. And I was like, oh, okay. This is already tied the previous season total yeah. or whatever. Like that. Exactly. Yeah, two weeks in. Yeah, and I know you guys were chatting a little bit about Listella. What do you guys think? Well, I'll, I'll start. I, I just liked his consistency. I think he's he's always going to find a get up, way to get on base, and that's a cliche statement, but it's true. Um, and I, I was talking to my uh, buddy who's an ace fan and another cliche statement, but he said he's just a true professional. Like, he's going to work counts. Um, you know, he's – He's uh, a decent spray guy. Um, you know, we'll probably pull a little more than spray, but uh, I, I just like a guy that you know is going to battle at the plate and have a good chance of moving guys over. That's that's what I, my main thing about Lestella is. So, yeah, I, I like that you know he can move around, play, you know, play every position. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like the the modern day Ben's Obris. I mean, he, he was like the first guy I I, I could I could think, remember that played all these different positions and it was like, holy shit, you know, this is kind of different. And here we are, you know, in 2021. And, you know, my, my biggest thing was I didn't think Lestello was going to sign with the giants. I knew they were interested. I knew he was a far on guy. He checked all the boxes, you know, career 374 OBP, you know, two two 273 career average, you know, all, all that good stuff. But, I could see him going to New York, you know, Atlanta, all these teams are already kind of in, in a position to win now. And then he, you know, he made it pretty clear. He's like, you know, San Francisco's where I wanted to be the whole time. And maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe he's not, but the Napa that, wine <laughs> Valley, baby. <laughs> yeah. But and the fact that, that they landed him, you know, I was, I was pretty pumped. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it helps going from Oakland to San Francisco, right? Yeah. It's like, you already got a taste of the Bay area and it's like, yeah, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I, maybe he had an offer uh, from another team, shorter term, maybe one to two years, something like that, with a chance to get in the playoffs right now. I think he sure. saw, hey, the Giants are going to be a playoff team in the next within these three years. It's whether it's this one or the next one or the next one, they're going to find a way in. They just they they have such a good farm system coming up, and these guys need to play soon. So, so. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely happy that Listella picked the Giants because uh, he also fits, you know, one more thing about Listella, he fits the, uh, you know, Kapler's uh, moving guys around, you know, after like the fifth inning, stuff like that, where yes. you're, yes. you know, you're going to see, you'll probably end up having all three gloves, you know, at his side, you know, True. every game, just right there. Okay. True. Where am I going? Third. Okay. Now I'm going to second. Okay. Oh, you need me at first. Okay. You know, he's going to be doing that. And that is just so, you know, just so valuable. It's crazy. Um, who's next. So last, last non pitcher. Um, this one happened. I think it was what last week um, when the twins sent Lamont Wade uh, junior over to the giants for Sean Anderson. And this one kind of came, I mean, we've been looking for that outfield lefty bat, and um, I, 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 if you if you say that the Giants were looking at a guy like Wade, um, you're either really informed or you're a bullshitter. So, because <laughs> I mean, we're talking about guys like Jock Peterson, uh, you know, even Marcelo Zuna, who I I knew there was no way. But uh, talk about Lamont Wade Jr. He he's I mean he's a lefty. He's played even some uh, first base. He can kind of you know do did a little here, a little there. Like, what's this guy bring to the Giants? Yeah, um, actually, to 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 put that um, that you said, if anybody had them on the radar, they're lying. But you know, at Giants prospects, literally brought <laughs> brought his name up in November, and then he mentioned him the same day of the trade, five hours prior. And I asked him on Twitter. This is before the Giants were even connected. You know, 
I said, is this guy worth trading for? Maybe they should just get like Ben Gamble or something for free. Like, you know, what is, <laughs> what would he cost? And he said, eh, he wouldn't really cost much in terms of prospects. And it ended up being one player, Sean Anderson, who I feel like was maybe in the 10th, 10th up on the pecking order uh, for right-handed pitching. The Giants just have so many right-handed pitchers. It's like, yeah. you know, I liked Sean uh, Anderson for a while there, but um He's just kind of this limbo guy. Is he a starter? Is he a reliever? Can he strike guys out? No. Is he, oh, he's striking out more guys, but he's walking a ton more. He's just kind of all over the place. He still has velocity, a good slider, so he might catch on with Minnesota. But going back to Mr. – I want to call him Lamonte, like our Monte Ellis. I, I, Doug, I know, <laughs> I know you're a big Kings guy, but Monte was the king of the Bay for quite a while. Uh, he was. Before, uh-huh. before the scooter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to call this guy Lamonte Wade Jr. Uh, We'll have to find out eventually. Lamonte Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade Jr. I'll be honest. I went on YouTube earlier because there is an E at the end of the the first name. And so I was like, is it Lamonte or Lamont? And the announcer said Lamont more than once. So I went with Lamont. Lamont and Tonelli in the morning. (laughs) Oh, nice. There you go. That's a good one. All right. He's Lamont Wade for now. Um, So he's been working on his swing. Um, uh, as of, I don't know, last, I think, few months, they're showing some uh, some work on his swing. Um, you know, there might be some more power to tap into there. You know, it's not really the part of the game that, you know, he's needed for. He's he's like your Vossler. He's like your Listella, just a guy you can put all over the field, uh, in the outfield, and he, I guess he plays first also. Um, and everybody already was, you know, talking about this, but if they missed it, you know, his ability to work a walk is just insane. He's just like 15, 16% in the minors and stuff like that. And, um, you know, definitely doesn't strike out very much at all. He puts the ball in play. So, I mean, that's another guy that, Hey, injury happens to Dubon or something. They need this guy in there uh, or he could platoon and they're going to be bouncing him up and down from the minors. That's the value that these option guys have, you know, yes. there's no, you know, they could have kept Basabe, but he was out of options. And the only True. way they could keep him is with a opening day roster bid. I, it was, it was a long shot, long shot. So right. going back to Lamont, um, he, uh, you know, it kind of makes Duggar expendable at this point. I mean, we've all talked about, you know, Hey, is Duggar going to be DFA'd? I mean, you know, they're not really using him as much uh, when he is healthy. And then half the time he's, he's kind of got some injuries dealing with, which sucks, but mm-hmm. um, you know, he's mainly out there to play defense and back guys up, but um, I could see him being the next DFA just because I, you know, I think they could probably pass him through waivers and then get him back to sack for another right. run. Um, anyways, that's what I know about Lamont Wade jr. Okay. So basically like whenever the giants are going to be needing anybody in these next couple of years, the first place we're looking is the Minnesota twins organization, you know, <laughs> cause a- after that Sam Dyson deal, I didn't think they would ever do business with the giants again or Farhan, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but lo and behold, you know, they're, they're happened again. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, that's true. And let's not forget that even the way that they got Sean Anderson to begin with was, kind of through the twins because they got Nunez from the twins and then they traded Nunez to the Red Sox for Sean Anderson. So, I mean, the twins are all over the place for the, they're involved. They're involved somehow. That is on speed dial. Speed (laughs) dial is still a thing. Like call the twins GM. Just like, (laughs) so yeah, Lamont Wade jr. Going to see him in sack and I'm sure San Francisco. Okay. Interesting. Um, we have four guys left, but we'll try and keep this quick because I know we, re- I know Brooks, you really want to focus on the the bullpen. Um, so we maybe we can combine these two. They brought in Anthony Discalfani, uh, righty, who was with the Reds the last couple years, um, last few years, and Alex Wood, our old Dodger nemesis, a southpaw who's coming off of a injury plagued season or two, but um, was you know pretty solid in the postseason for LA. So. Discalfani, Wood, how do they fit into the Giants rotation? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, at this point you need God, you need innings, right? You look at the Giants pitching staff and it's uh, – I was looking at the 40-man roster the other day of guys that are not projected to start with the club. It was one guy. It was Connor Menez was the only guy. And this is after adding um, all the guys you mentioned. So it's like, man, they needed guys to – 
throw the ball every five days. They just didn't have anybody. And I heard, um, I heard a report recently that Farhan mentioned that like uh, Wood and Di Sclafani both were interested in taking one-year deals, probably like maybe reset their market, a good place to pitch, all that stuff. Um, but I also think the Giants were thinking a one-year deal would probably be a good, good idea too, just to kind of, you know, both of those guys are coming off of, uh, I know Wood definitely only threw like a couple starts last year. He was injured. So, you know, these are, uh, you know, you kind of go back to our old guy, uh, Drew Pomerantz, right? You pick him up, short deal, you flip him at the deadline. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big believer in rental pitchers giving too much of a return, but it is possible. Right. Could be some desperate uh, team that needs an Alex Wood to help them put him over the top, cover an injury, whatever. Um, so, yeah, those guys uh, are, you know, two uh two pitchers that the giants need they need reliable guys you know if they stay healthy then uh yeah they're reliable but you know we don't have to worry about bringing in some kind of roster bubble minor leaguers to help fill 160 innings this year each you know so yeah those guys will be good sweet robbie any any thoughts on the two new starters nope you know i i'm I'm with the moves you know i'm kind of with brooks you know you don't really I think we've kind of had our fill that Andrew Suarez is, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. you, you know, nothing against him if he's listening, but Hey, he got, he got a deal. He got a deal. And, uh, I, God, Japan, overseas, right? Or, that. Yeah. Korea. Wherever it was. Yeah. Yeah. The, the KBO league. Yeah, that's right. KBO. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, he, so Hey, good, good for him. That means Suarez is coming back next year and some team is going to pay him two years, 12 million bucks because he, mm-hmm struck out a bunch of kbo guys so anyway good for him um, good for him we could uh we could talk about uh, a couple of the uh right-handed uh relievers that were added uh yep. start matt. with uh yeah matt whistler i think it is mm-hmm. yeah whistler whistler, and... whistler vossler <laughs> yeah Lestella, matt lamont listella lamont yeah they're, they got some parallels here uh what i know about <laughs> mr whistler is he is now on his sixth team since the beginning of the 2018 season. You could say that's two and a half seasons, really, and sixth team now, so that's interesting. A lot of teams didn't want him. A lot of teams wanted him. You could, you could say he's carving out an uh, Oliver Perez type of thing uh, going. Well, he was a starter, right? I mean, he started off as a starter, and I think Braves, he's yeah. more developed into a relief guy, and it's paying off for him so far, so. Yeah, he uh, he kind of had okay, you know, below average strikeout stuff until he got to San Diego. <laughs> oh, thank you, San Diego Padres, for getting him back on track, getting well above a strikeout in inning. Um, and now he's kind of blossomed into that high strikeout percentage arm. Um, and yeah, he's got the starter experience from early in his career. He even had like, uh, I think he did some opener um, kind of, starts uh yep. I don't know, a couple of, uh, years ago so um yeah he's uh he's definitely a guy and they got him really cheap and yeah he throws you know pretty hard like 82 percent slider usage it's yeah, insane so in those sliders a lot yeah it's uh it's the second coming of luke gregerson i guess uh something about san diego Ooh, right now that's a name drop there's a name hey oh luke <laughs> big fan of the show i'm sure um <laughs> But uh, yeah, Whistler's a guy, um, and his righty-lefty splits are pretty normal for a right-handed pitcher. Uh, so uh, lefties hit him a little bit better. That's nothing too alarming there. And then, uh, yeah, I think I think the real sleeper out of uh, some of the additions to the bullpen is Brebia, John Brebia. Um, he uh, spent three years with the Cardinals, uh, and well, majors uh he's probably in the organization longer um but he ditched the sinker in 2019 and he primarily became a fastball slider guy he he throws pretty hard right average 94 probably tops 97 98 i think Um, mid to high yeah yeah and his slider is about 10 miles per hour slower at like 84 miles per hour so it's definitely a a big drop you know a big uh change in uh speed for the batter there so he could definitely mess with those guys uh a little bit there and then um yeah, it just he'll feel like a deadline acquisition when we do get to see him because he's coming back from TJ surgery. Yeah, right. uh, he won't be ready until the summer, but I mean that'll be perfect timing. You got a bunch of guys. We're finding out if they are long for the organization, if they're going to stay in the minors, and all of a sudden Brebby is like, "Hey, I'm ready to go." And there's a guy who is, uh, you know, a high strikeout guy, um, 
and he's got minor league options remaining too. It's just such a great tool to have. Uh, it sucks for the player. It's great for the organization. Yep. You can just bounce him up and down I-80. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, we need you, and then go down and work on your stuff. Like, it's just roster uh, manipulation, but it works. Uh, it helps for a team like the Giants who want a bunch of those guys. And he's under team control through 2023. So, John Brebbia. Brebbia. <laughs> um, I mean, do you have any any other thoughts on the bullpen in general? Uh, because uh, or, or I'm going out of line here. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm going off schedule. My bad. Um, no, we'll get to that in a second. Brooks, are there any free agents that are still out there that could – trig you know trigger farhan and scott harris's uh you know brain and get him in well doug it's kind of like going in that direction anyways what you're you're alluding to it's kind of going uh you know everyone wants to talk about the starting pitchers but the bullpen is not complete to me everyone just is like yeah the bullpen's better it's like these are the giants relievers with minor league options remaining guys that you and i would probably want to start in sacramento if they're starting the year with the Giants, then probably something didn't go right or they didn't spend enough money. But you got Tyler Rogers, Sam Selman, Wandy Peralta, um, and uh, Caleb Bar- Barragar, and uh, exciting guy, Camilo Duvall. Um, and even Reyes Maranta has options remaining. We're talking about a guy who is coming back from injury. Uh, we don't know if he's just going to – pick up the ball in spring training and just, just dominate. Like you might need some time. And that means hey, a month plus and sack, keep the rehab going, whatever. Right. We're talking, that's a lot of guys that you can bounce up and down uh, on the giants current bullpen. Um, or, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that are former closers. You got um, Trevor Rosenthal, Shane green, Ken Giles. He's got, Anger issues, maybe. maybe he <laughs> yeah, doesn't. He Don't we all though? Like, yeah, Roberto Azuna. <laughs> we know all about his, uh, you know, off extracurricular. But you know, would the Giants find a way to, you know, get him to, you know, donate to the Giants Community Fund? Something I don't know, and get him in there. <laughs> if he's 26 years old, let's not forget that. Um, Young. I'm not saying go get Ozuna. I'm saying that's an example. Keone Kella, 28 years old. Our old pal Tony Watson, who everybody wrote off, but. Geez, if he's available for a couple yeah. million bucks, would you rather have Tony Watson out there? Or I like Sam Selman, but I haven't seen enough of him. You know, well, Watson was good last year too. I mean, I, yeah. I and we brought that up in a previous episode. Like, why haven't they brought back? I mean, I feel like they could bring back Tony Watson for a year for like two bu- two million bucks. Like, why not? They're yeah, always last. Just, They're yeah. always last. The bullpen people. They're always last. Well, you know, the guys that are remaining a lot. I I picked out all the young guys. There's a bunch of guys in mid thirty sixes, thirty seven. I mean older arms that are probably going to get a million bucks to go pitch. And it's like, you know, that includes a guy like Mark Melanson, which I don't think will ever come back to the giants. I just don't see a reunion there, but here's a, here's a name that you guys need to think about. Um, I could totally see the giants just randomly grabbing this guy. Uh, Brad Peacock. Remember him? He's 33. He still has a really high strikeout percentage arm. Like I'm talking about 12, 13%, uh, not sorry. Uh, strikeout per nine per nine yeah um and he's like a hybrid starter reliever like it's kind of like swing man three inning opener like whatever right that's the kind of guy if the giants picked him up i'd be like yeah i could see him being in there and maybe not tyler rogers you know what i'm saying like right. no offense to tyler rogers but we're, we're just we'd like to have him as an injury replacement i think you know ready to go when the when the call comes but if he's starting the year in the bullpen that's like I feel like we need to see a little bit more improvement, get more swing and miss guys. I'm a big strikeout artist in the bullpen uh, fan. It's just, I hate when the ball gets put in play and it's a dribbler down the line, you know, and it's just like, ah, bases are now loaded. And then the grand slam happens. I want the strikeout. I want the damn strikeout. Don't let them put the ball in play. And then last thing before my rant ramble ends is uh, (laughs) they also got a couple other guys that are not, you know, that don't have a lock to make the, opening day roster, but are interesting. Uh, Dead Neil Nunez, the rule five pickup. Um, he's the right-handed oh, yeah. pitcher too. Uh, outside, outside shot, just because he's rule five, they might want to have him give him some innings for a couple months before they give him back if he's not a fit. Um, 
And then you got non-roster invitees, uh, Littell, Jackson, Melvin Adon. Um, those are just more guys that um, they have minor league options remaining. They could always add them there. I know they picked up Jimmy Scherfe and all this stuff. So it, the list continues. It's I, I think the bullpen is still a work in progress. Uh, I'd like to see one or two more uh, additions there. Yeah. Keone Killa, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one to me because I feel like he's just always – fell through the cracks playing in Texas and it's just, you know, you're very forgettable there and I'm playing on bad Rangers teams, but mm-hmm. you know, Doug and I have talked about it a few times, you know, the most interesting part about last year's season besides the 60 game and, you know, pandemic stuff going on every day was going into that season. The giants basically called up their triple a roster bullpen last year and threw and said, Hey, you're all in the bigs. Aside, aside from Watson and Tony, Trevor got like that was the most interesting thing to me last year. So we, we've been talking about it, thinking, okay, are they gonna invest a li- like a little bit in the bullpen this year as opposed to last year? Because yeah, last year I I don't know about you, Brooks, but I've never seen anything like that where it was like, okay, you're you're all on the team, congratulations. That's Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> the bullpen. Yeah, no, they. <laughs> It, they definitely had a bunch. I mean, for a 60-game season, we saw like a full 162-game season worth of arms. And it was very interesting for guys like us that are, okay, who's this? And then we're like looking at, looking into them. Uh, you know, I like, uh, I like uh, Garcia, the lefty. He's just, you know, super strong uh, yep. from the left side. I mean, there, there's a lot of intriguing guys in there. Uh, and everyone just thinks Maranta is going to automatically be the closer. Um, we'll see, but – uh, I, I think they, this is where you're at that point where you're starting to see these deals, right? And I'm kind of going into starting pitcher territory, but like Chase Anderson, one year, $4 million to the Phillies. Mike Fires, one year, $3.5 million to the A's. These are, this is pocket change. The Giants are like 50 to $60 uh, million underneath the tax threshold. I mean, I know they're, they're not going to go crazy spending because they're trying to recover after, uh, you know, no fans and whatever, but uh, I still think there's at least 10 to $15 million to spend on the bullpen. Why not? Well, I, and, and one last thing too, um, kind of getting off, you said transitioning to starting pitching um, the, you know, the call, at least from us idiots on Twitter or whatever, like we're still calling for a, a one more left-handed starter. And I know that the big name I've been since the get go, I've been like, give me James Paxton on a one year deer or whatever. But I've also brought up in the past, uh Cole Hamels like like are are one of those guys a realistic option to add to the Giants rotation before before you know spring training starts um it's it's tough for me uh to think of guys that are available only because they're coming off of uh what what we could say maybe like unreliable um seasons uh injured seasons stuff like that the giants need the opposite of that they need a guy that's like hey he's got a 490 era but hey his fip is like 380 and he threw you know 12 starts last year in the shortened season whatever right they need that guy so you're looking for a reliable guy i need johnny innings that guy (laughs) one thing we're all forgetting is that logan webb has not thrown any innings in his life like that's what it feels like he's barely touched 60 innings like in any level he had that suspension um he, he just literally i saw his he's projected to throw 160 innings for the giants this year i'm like wow he's just gonna like literally like triple up his average output for his career that'll be something so i'm not counting on that and i i, I really like logan webb i think he's one of our more promising guys but i don't see him making 30 starts in a normal 162 game season i just that's a lot to ask. And what if the Giants are on a roll, like in August, September? I mean, you're going to ask him to also pitch in October. I don't know. They need, they need, let, that'd be, that'd be a great problem to have, but um, they need more innings. Um, and that's why, you know, getting Wood and De Sclafani and that stuff is good. But, you know, uh, we still need somebody that's definitely going to give them a good chance to make all those starts. It's important. It really is. Eat some innings, you know. We're looking for the modern day Brett Tomko, basically. Yeah. That's oh to, wow. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do here. They like, don't need Ben. Somebody's Sheets. gonna be there. 
Ben they Sheets. Don't, they you know, don't need a Ben Sheets who's just like. Oh, not a Ben Sheets. No, not him. I can't. I can't pitch for you, but I can hang out in the dugout. It's like no, this no, no. week's name random name drop of the week brought to you by Say Hey Rob with Brett Tomko. Oh, Holy I, shit, dude! Oh, I, I thought I, I thought that was a Manteca bedquarters drop because of the Sheets. <laughs> yeah, that too. Well, 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 that's what we're gonna pretend. Uh, oh man. I, how much, how much time do we got left? Because I definitely have something very interesting to drop for you guys. Drop it. Plenty of okay. time. All right. This what is really, just happened? Th- this is really, really important for, you know, Twitter giants world. Up in arms every time there's a one-year deal. I'm talking to you at Giants55, Robert. My oh, buddy. Oh, Rob. Calling, calling you out. I'm going to let oh. you know. Why are the Giants signing all these guys the one-year deals? I'll tell you why, okay? This winter is a very, very big time for the Giants organization. They have a ton of their most talented prospects uh, needing to be added to the 40-man roster or else being exposed to the Rule 5 draft. And these guys, quite a few of them, would 100% be drafted, 100% to another team's roster. Here's some of the names. You might've heard of some of these guys. Elliot Ramos needs to be added to the 40 man roster. He's not currently on the 40 man roster. And that's why I don't think you're going to even see him this year until late, maybe September, whatever. Cause maybe they, they don't need to add him to the 40 yet, but they do at the end of the year. So Elliot Ramos, number three overall prospect for the giants, Seth Corey, number five, overall Sean jelly, number 10, overall, Blake Rivera, number 16 overall. Tristan Beck, number 19 overall. Jake Wong, number 25. And Sean Roby, number 26. All those guys are going to be eligible for the Rule 5 draft if they don't get added later this year. And there's a couple other, you know, lower tier guys like Keaton Wynn, a fifth round pick out of 2018. Jacob Gonzalez, who was the second round pick in 2017. And David Villar, 11th rounder out of 2018. He's a third base prospect for the Giants. Those guys are probably not going to even be added just because there's so many uh, names that they need to protect from being drafted. You saw them do this uh, a few months ago with uh, Canario, uh, Curvin Castro, Camila Duvall, Duvall, and uh, uh, Gregory Santos. So they protected all four of those guys in November. And, uh, you know, this is – this is very interesting that they need to add that many players. That means you can't sign a bunch of guys to two to three year deals right now. That you is a that- fan, fantastic uh, piece of advice there. Cause I, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I live, eat and breathe giants baseball. And um, that's news to me. I didn't even think about that. I mean, it makes a hundred percent sense, but didn't even cross my mind. Great point. I mean, it only recently kind of came up on my radar. I spent a lot of time looking at like roster resource and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of winter 21 guys. Damn. These are like really like, you can't not add Elliot Ramos, Seth Corey, Sean Jelly, like, like literally Blake Rivera is probably would be a top five pitcher in like the angels (laughs) prospect list right now. If they would just say, yeah, we'll grab that guy. Sure. Anyway. So there's a lot of guys they need to add, which means a lot of 40 man roster spots after this year need to be vacant. And we already know some of those names that are pure lock to be open. Brandon Crawford, Brandon belt, uh, Donovan Solano. I really am having a hard time seeing any of those three come back. Although uh, giants chatter, top Facebook group in the entire world, actually, uh, yesterday and top <laughs> news. Uh, if you're not following Giants Chatter on Facebook, change that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of talk that, oh, maybe Belt will solve the Giants' lack of first base problem next year. Um, I'm not sure, but you know, it, we will see. Uh, but they might need his roster spot to give it to like an Elliot Ramos. Uh, also guys like Gossman, Wood, and DiSclafani are also – uh, not under contract next year. So their roster spots will expire. We'll see if they want to bring them back. Um, but you're talking about Cueto's options, definitely going to get declined. Uh, there's a very good chance they pick up Flores' 3.5 million option. That would be stupid not to do Club that. Club option, right, yeah. Right, right. Unless he, like, loses his arm. <laughs> this year, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and Posey, who, uh, let's not forget, you know, yeah, they're probably going to decline his option, but – do not be surprised if Posey uh, is back with the Giants on a couple years. Uh, I'll save that for another uh, podcast, but I uh, just want to throw that out there. And 
let's not forget, not only do they need to add a lot of those uh, top prospects, but, you know, the free agents, Correa, Lindor, Seager, Story, Baez, Semyon, Chris Bryant. I mean, that's, you know, you got to have roster spots available for these guys. So uh, yeah, that's next, why the, yeah. Yeah. Next year's off season's class or the yeah. free agent class is just crazy, but it's funny. And I know you said you want to save it for another episode, but I brought this up. Um, I don't remember if it was Twitter or on Giants Chatter, but yeah, I could absolutely see the Giants um, declining the uh, club option for Posey next year and bringing him back on a one or two year cheaper deal. And he's one of those guys, those few guys, that's probably willing to do it because the Giants may not have, you know, Bart may not be ready to play 140 games to be either play or, you know, uh, Patrick Bailey's definitely probably not going to be ready by then. So that's, that's definitely a good point. Oh, yeah. Patrick Bailey's got a lot of baseball left mm-hmm. to play. He got robbed of his uh, development last year, as yeah. did a lot of guys, but Bart didn't get robbed. He got thrown into the fire, really. And yeah. uh, he kind of looked like, you know, Christian Arroyo when he first kind of came up where it was like, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, minors were really easy, but, you know, it's these big leagues are tough. You know, it's a game of adjustments, and we know, you know all about that. But uh, you don't just let – Posey go like that it's just he's a different breed for Giants uh and let's not forget Posey left his entire contract on the table last year to take care of the uh premature twins so what I a mean, guy I mean I don't even see them get, giving him like a huge discount I mean we're not talking about 22 million a year but I mean you know Posey's gonna get paid if, if it's not the Giants somebody else is gonna pay it, the Dodgers will do it. Posey just to shove it you know yeah so, anyways. Oh, uh, God. Rip our hearts out. Yeah. <laughs> but Don't count on that happening. Giants print money. Let's not forget. And speaking, they have $35 million committed next year. Let's just – don't forget which about is that. Which is nothing. Uh, yeah. S- speaking of uh, the Dodgers, I-, I did want to get your thoughts real quick, real quick on you – know, obviously, the Dodgers added – you know, some guy named Trevor Bauer this last week. The Padres have made uh, uh, several more moves, and they're just – I mean, they're going to be at the top of the NL at the end of the year, uh, Dodgers-Padres. Where do the Giants fit in right now in the NL West? Is it third? Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of wins against the Rockies now that Arenado's gone. Um, Story's going to have a tough God. time. Yeah, you, you know, give Story the four finger discount, put him at first. Um, you know, the the Cardinals. Or why did I say Cardinals? The Arizona, the other Arizona team, the Diamondbacks. Uh, <laughs> the they Suns. are. Um, they are. You know, they got talent and whatever. But um, you know, I I just I feel like the Giants are number three in the West. Um, and let's just let's just not automatically count the Padres as some amazing uh, machine. They are still unproven to me. Okay. Everyone's like all talking about their 2020. Yeah, I could I could give you a lot of 60 game. Uh, you know, let's talk about Christian Yelich in 60 games. It's like you know, there's a lot of takes for 60 games. Show me what you can do in 162. The Padres were horrible a couple of years ago, and all of a sudden, no, they got all this talent right now. Okay, show me that you can win. Sorry, I, Padres are going to be good. Put them down for second in the division, but don't just all of a sudden assume that's just like this perfect lock talent can all exist on the roster, but you also have to win the games. So uh, Dodgers are in a class of their own, yet they lost some, uh, you know, some of their really underappreciated role players like Kike and Jock and those guys, um, Alex Wood. Um, yeah, uh, their bullpen is getting older. Uh, I think that um, that pickup that they had, Corey Knable is pretty good uh, if he's healthy. Um, but yeah, the Dodgers are going to win like a ton of games like they normally do, but the Giants might, still play okay with them they always seem to split you know nine and nine against the dodgers or something True. they, they um, hang they hang it's it's just about the dodgers are just going to destroy like the pirates and the reds and the um just the entire central is just going to get like mopped by the dodgers and the giants are going to like lose to the pirates randomly and they're going to like lose to the brewers randomly and it's just like those are the games that you got to win and that'll keep the giants floating above, uh, above 500, but not like a premium contender for the wild card. But hey, if health is on their side, giants can definitely finish third in the division, which could be a wild card berth. Yeah. It's pretty, it's interesting though. Like with, with the Padres, cause I, I, I agree with you on that standpoint to hold up over 162 and in the era of that we're in now with 
pitch count is such a big deal. And I know the Padres got plenty of pitching, starting pitching. Don't get me wrong. But when it's all about, yeah, well, third time through the lineup, you know, we don't want to send it back out there. Like, I'm interested to see how their bullpen holds up over 162. That, mm-hmm. To me, that's, that's their biggest question to where, you know, if you get guys going deep into pitch counts or early in games and they're not clearing five and all of a sudden you got four innings of, you know, out of that unproven bullpen, in my opinion, you know. So, yeah, I'm with you on San Diego. I'm not ready to totally put them up there yet. Yeah, let's not forget they were uh, last place Padres in 2019. I feel like 2019 was just like like 13 months ago. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah. Padres Feels are like 13 be good. years. Padres, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Padres are going to be good, though, but, um, you know, not a lock. I think we, I think we should wrap it there. That's, that was good stuff. Uh, Brooks, you're the man. Uh, we love having you on and uh, um, need to do this again soon. Um, Rob, any final thoughts with Brooks? Not man. Great to finally uh, get you on here and you know put a put a voice to that face after twelve years, whatever the hell, whatever the hell it's been. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. No. Likewise, I've been looking forward to talking to both of you guys. Uh, my favorite part about Twitter is uh, I have like literally so many like friends like you guys that I like talk to like all the time, like every day, and I'm like. Oh, I got like some of my best friends that I like I haven't talked to in a couple of weeks. It's like, but I, you know, you guys are like real, real friends right here, man. Like we, we chop it up on the daily. It's cool. It's we appreciate I, that, man. Twitter and, and social media, is just, it's cool for that. You know, it's like getting, uh, getting the giants interaction all year with you guys is uh, it's a tree. That's why, that's why we do it. You know, when, uh, when uh, Sam Coonrod gives up that big bomb, we all melt away together. It's great. <laughs> uh, I just had to throw that out there. We're almost there. Way to uh, end it on a positive note. Uh, no. Hey, hey, no, it's positive. He's not in the organization. That's anymore. true. He's not, that's true. not there anymore. It's true. That's true. So we can talk about it. But uh, still in yeah, the capital. Anyways. A big shout out to, the, to all our members in Giant Shatter Books is one of our admin on there. And just a little sneak peek preview. This Saturday, we're going to be doing like a live Giants Chatter roundtable with all the admin. So make sure you're uh, ready for that. We will go live. I think we're aiming for 9 a.m. Saturday 9 right. morning, the 13th. So uh, looking forward yes. to that. So for Say Hey, Doug, Say Hey, Rob, and Brooks, go Giants. Go Giants. The Giants come to town. It's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are done. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.